0: Good afternoon, everybody. This is another podcast being made, and it's been a very, very long time. I am resuming partnership with Spotify and iTunes to bring the podcast back. I know it has been a very long time. Today is a filled podcast. Today we're gonna to be talking about a handful of topics revolving the NFL and revolving myself. Um, let's dive right into it, I guess. So many of you guys are asking and probably wondering. I had a successful podcast before on multiple different platforms and I cut it short and I actually abandoned it for half of a year and I'm coming back um to create content. So let me explain myself. Um in the first segment, I'm just gonna be talking about why I took a break. I decided today this break for multiple occasions. Um Main reason was football. Uh, once the football season hit, I was fully dedicated and did not want to be having any distractions. I was locked in, and managing a YouTube channel, managing a podcast was just going to take absolutely way too much time out of the grind and the dedication that I had. And I was, like I said, I was fully locked in, so I didn't want to have many distractions. And podcasts and making YouTube videos takes a very long time to make, very long time to plan. It takes hours to put one podcast together, hours to put one video together. And obviously, I didn't have many hours to spend. Um, And then also, you know, other aspects of football. Um, Once school started, uh, things that isn't really football, but are related to football, like uh, working out. Um, And I was enjoying the off time because the past three years I've been making football content um, and making YouTube videos daily for the past three years up until this football season started so it was good to take a long break and I'm ready to be back on the grind there's also very minor factors that I was gonna take a break or I took a break because I even thought about making some YouTube videos weekly maybe even two times a month during the football span Um, But some other minor things that happened, which I'll discuss later in the video, um, had come up. And they're not really minor. They're pretty major, but they're minor in the grand scheme of things. So let's dive right into it. So let's get right into the first topic of the first podcast being back. And that is going to be revolving the 2021 season as a whole. Um, Let's talk about the most disappointing teams of the year. Now, I'm going to start off with the Miami Dolphins. I have three on this list. First is going to be the Miami Dolphins. After what Brian Flores did with the Miami Dolphins last year in that defense, um, putting together a, a pretty solid record um, and barely missing out on the playoffs, it was supposed to be rebound. The offense was supposed to get better. You know, Tua in year two. The offense had come together. Uh, the signing of Will Fuller, Mike Isiki back and hopefully healthy this year. And then, obviously, Devontae Parker. Hopefully, he was to get healthy. The offensive line. They spent a lot of money and high draft picks on addressing that. The defense, on paper, only got better. Um, But they have not been good. So, that's why I, I do consider that disappointing, especially the way they ended the year last year. Uh, I'm pretty sure they finished the season 10-6 and and finished with, like, a top-10 defense. And what held them back was the offense and not being consistent as a unit. Um, And then this year, their defense has not been good. Their offense has not been anywhere near even the term bad. They've been awful. Um, So... I don't really think it's primarily Brian Forrest's fault. I just think it was just a bad year. It's been a disappointing year, and maybe the year that they had last year was a fluke, and this year is a real demonstration of how that defense was um, and how the offense will be in the near future. second team I have is the Browns. Um, I am notoriously known as a Browns hater, and I was expecting them to do a little bit better than this. I did not expect them to make a deep playoff run. I did not expect them to be a high uh, playoff rank or like when it comes to like the standings or seed, I should say the right seed. I did not expect them to be a top seed in the AFC. I honestly didn't have them winning the division. I thought the Ravens would win and then the Steelers would come in second, which as of right now, I'm not too far off, but I was right about the Browns. But like I said, I did expect the Browns to have a down year compared to last year, but I did not expect them to be completely awful. Their offense has not looked good when the name, when the person Nick Chubb is not on the field. And when the name Nick Chubb is not called on Browns games, the Browns offense stink. Um, Kevin Stefanski's flaws have really shown and inconsistencies in how the running zone uh, concept is not always reliable. he showed signs of that in Minnesota, of inconsistency and the lack of consistency from the zone running scheme when you don't have a good quarterback. Um, in the, and uh, obviously the falling apart of Odell Beck and the defense being bad. But I do want to go back to the Kevin Stefanski part and the zone running scheme. The zone running scheme is – built off of a West Coast offense and that builds into a play action offense. Um, on paper, the Browns offense and Vikings offense of personnel is very similar. You have Kirk Cousins and Baker Mayfield. Similar play type, I guess, put in a very similar system. Dalvin Cook and Nick Dalvin Cook and Nick Chubb. Um, two very talented backs who can get the ball 20 times and be fine. And then two outside receivers. You had Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson. The Browns, you had Jarvis Landry, Oda Beckham. And then not the best tight ends, but doable tight ends, and Kyle Rudolph before he fell off a cliff and went to the Giants. And then the Browns with David Njoku before, and then Austin Hooper eventually. And then above average offensive lines and a defense that wasn't very good. And this is like when Stefanski was in Minnesota compared to the 2020 Browns last year. So Stefanski had a very similar system in Cleveland that he did compared to Minnesota. And Kirk Cousins played very well in the Minnesota system. Even though he is not an elite quarterback, he put up, you could say, elite numbers because of the system he was in. Baker Mayfield is an average quarterback who looks below average in a system because – It's just a system, and Stefanski needs to build an offense that will fit Baker Mayfield and not try to air the ball out. But going on to the defense, the defense has been awful. The pass rushers have been good for Miles Garrett, but other than that, on the defense, no one has really stood out. Um, The flaws that I talked about in the Troy Hill and John Johnson signing are starting to come out. I really didn't think the signings were very good when everybody was giving them A-plus signings for those two. Um, Jadavion Clowney is proving that he is a product of another strong pass rusher on the opposite side, just like when he had decent numbers with Houston because of J.J. Watt, and when he was in Seattle and Tennessee, there was no one on the other side of him, zero sacks. Now that has Miles Garrett on the other side, um, he's going to have like four sacks this year. Um And then the third on the list is the Seahawks. Um, now, the team I have at the Honorable Mention, I wanted to put here instead of the Seahawks, but the Seahawks' only excuse would be that Russell Wilson is hurt. But at the same time, the defense has not been good. The running game has not been good. Um, and I think that this team would still be just as bad if, it, if Russell Wilson was still playing, and it showed against Green Bay um, that the line is awful. They have no running game. And the defense held their ground until late in the fourth quarter. But the Seahawks... I just think it's time for Ken Norton to go. Um, they got to figure out the running game without Penny and without Chris Carson. So the honorable men- mention was the Washington football team. And the reason I had them as, as an honorable mention was because I knew they were going to be bad. To me, it's not disappointing when I knew that this is how their season would go. But I know Washington football team fanboys would be, oh, my gosh. we Everybody thought they were winning the division. Um, the defense – was really good last year. Not very good this year. Um, primarily, their defensive line carried them last year. And this year, they have been non-existent. The offense is just awful. And the football team needs weapons around Terry McLaurin. And they need a quarterback bad. And Antonio Gibson was extremely overrated last year. Um, and this year hasn't really done much. So... Let's go on to the next part of this podcast episode, which is the Pats-Falcons recap. Um, This is a Friday morning recording this. The game happened last night. So let's just talk about my thoughts of the game. Mac Jones looked really, really good in the system. As soon as he started to air the ball out a little bit, the ball got picked. So overall grade, Mac Jones, B. Completed the passes he needed to, completed the passes he should have. Played really well. Didn't turn the ball over too much, other than the one ball he tried throwing down the field that was picked by AJ Terrell. He did his job. The team won. The offense as a whole, I would give a C. Uh, they ran the ball hard, but towards the end of the game, it was non-existent. Um, it is very, still very noticeable that the Patriots need a number one receiver. Kendrick Bourne, as much as I like him, I think he is a number three or a slot receiver on a team. Like New England, that if they were to have another good receiver, Kendrick Bourne would be a number three, number four, or a slot receiver. Um, Nikhil Harry has a roundup production, much production, and then Nelson Aguilar, who is pretty much the number one option this year, played fairly well. And if the Patriots were to be considered Super Bowl contenders, Nelson Aguilar would have to be the number two. I would have Nikhil Harry at my three and my Bourne at number four, and then you need to have that number one guy still. Um, I think the, the Patriots could get it within the next year or so, with whether it's free agency or the draft, as they certainly found their two tight ends in John O. Smith and Hunter Henry. Um, and the Falcons side of things, I think uh, Matt Ryan um, is not the one to blame for the Falcons' failures. It's the offensive line and the lack of a running game, and I'm going to make a whole other video on this on YouTube. So go to Faulkner 14 to watch that when it's up. Is everyone wants to put this blame on Matt Ryan? Um, but it is Arthur Smith who I think is trying to air this ball out 50, 60 yards every time Matt Ryan drops back when it needs to be short passing game. Give Kyle the pitch, the ball, put your playmakers the ball in the hands in open space or put the ball into their hands in open space. Guys like Tajay Sharp, Zagros, where I can't even pronounce his name. And then, um, even guys like Tate Sharp. And obviously, they're giving the ball out to Cordell Patterson when he was still playing, but now he's hurt. Um, but they just need a running game. They need an offensive line. They need a defense. Um, I think Arthur Smith has potential to be a good um, head coach. But I just think the situation he's putting himself into is avoidable um like they are a better team than four and six i think three weeks ago people would say that matt ryan was an mvp candidate because of how he was playing with such a bad team but now it is completely um falling apart all right let's get into our second to last topic of today's podcast as this is my favorite team we're going to do it another day as well closer to the game but we're going to talk about the cowboys chiefs preview Dak versus Mahomes. Um, where do I start? The two quarterbacks is going to be a duel. I think both teams are going to try to establish the run early and drain the clock, and then it's going to turn into a shootout. For example, the first two Cowboys drives is going to be feeding Zeke and of the ball. The Chiefs' first two drives is going to be trying to give Daryl Williams um, and whoever the other <laughs> running backs are the ball. And then one or the other is going to score and get up, and that's going to turn into a shootout, or neither team is going to score. So then they're going to sort of start throwing the ball. I think both quarterbacks are going to finish with 400 to 500 yards and four-plus touchdowns. I also think whoever gets the ball last is going to win. And whoever, whatever kicker has the least amount of misses will win the game. Because I do think there's three factors. Um, I, think, I think three factors is penalties. Is going to be the biggest one both teams have struggled with penalties this year two is going to be special teams whoever has the least amount of most kicks um because of how close the game is going to be and whoever has the ball last um or whatever whichever quarterback has the ball last is more than likely going to win the game um, I do have the Cowboys winning this game in a very close one. This is a must-win for both teams, I think, because the Cowboys are going to start a stretch where they do play some tough teams, um, and they just need to build the confidence, keep the momentum that they have right now. And the Chiefs, this is a must-win, because if they fall to 6-5, and five, um, they're right back down with the Raiders and the Chargers and the division. And if the Chiefs want to try to make another Super Bowl run or even make the playoffs this is a must win to take themselves to seven and five and have an established win against a very good football team because the Cowboys play the Raiders after this. Then they play the Saints later on, and then they have all the divisional games again, which are always going to be tough no matter how bad the Eagles, Washington, and Philadelphia are. They're always throw it up in the air type of games just because they're in division. Even though I think that we have no problem winning the division and beating those teams, like beating Philadelphia again, beating Washington, and beating New York again, I don't think we'll have any problem doing that. I just think those are going to be physical football games where you need to win the other games to build momentum to win your divisional games. Like if you lose against the Chiefs, Raiders, and Saints, but well, Washington's going to come in and have all the confidence in the world, and then potentially beat down on you. So to me, this is a must-win game for both teams, and I do think Dallas comes out with a three-to-four point win. Um, but like I said, I do see both quarterbacks leading this, leading this Sunday with four hundred plus yards and four plus touchdowns, and it'll be a very fun one. I think when it's all said and done, this will be a top-five game by the year of twenty twenty-one. I wish it was on Sunday night football because then it would be game of the year. Um, but I don't want to talk too much about it because I am going to be talking about it as a whole podcast episode tomorrow. And then we're going to move on to the last uh, topic of this episode. And that is the future of the podcast. I'm going to try to get podcasts out daily, if not every other day. Um, And then like the YouTube videos are going to come out every other day, um, if not every other three days. And I'm going to try to upload two times a day when I do. So like zero videos for two days, then two videos, or it'll be no videos two days, back-to-back days of videos, then spend the next two days putting those videos together. I don't know, but YouTube videos at Falconer 14 will be back regularly. And podcasts will be every day, if not every other day. I might take Sundays off of podcasts, um, but they will get uploaded every day. They will get made every day. Videos will be back. So, like I said, I am on the grind. It's going to be a fun one. So, um, yeah, I'm going to have more on the next episode um, regarding the future of the podcast, YouTube. I want to talk about why I took a break again in further detail it's still going on Um, hint hints my business like my um, business I started of the sports cards um I wasn't trying to say oh that's none of your business it's my business but I'm just saying my business that I started with sports cards Uh, the websites the blogs I've been keeping up with that have been keeping me distracted from making content but I'm all gonna cram it together I'm gonna be making a lot of content content I'm back on the grind I'll see you guys tomorrow on another episode.